listening to The Breakfast Show with Lawson and Blake. Shell on the keys, not the keyboard. Keys like a piano, but like the keys to the kingdom, maybe? I'm not sure. I just messed it up, Shell. I'm really sorry. I apologize. Uh, please forgive me and don't mute me uh, the next time we go out for another uh, break here. But, Lawson, we're back. That was some wild news. Things are happening all around the world, as mm. they do. Hey, can you give us the next quiz clue? Of course I can. That's, that's what I'm here for, man. All right, here we go. The next quiz clue. Peter preached the gospel to my family and my friends, and even though we were Gentiles, uh, as a result, we were all saved. Hmm. There you go. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text among the first Gentiles to become converts to the religion of Christianity. Uh, and we are, from this person, we are kind of his spiritual descendants as further Gentiles who have become Christian. Now, I'm not Italian. I don't think Blake's Italian. I don't think Shell is Italian either. So we we can't necessarily claim to be this guy's literal descendants. But, uh, hey, if, if you know the answer to this quiz, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And that draw is happening in just a short time at 8.45 a.m. So this is your penultimate opportunity to get into the quiz. Last week, we had a winner who had a single entry. So anything, anything is possible. Guys, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And you'll be able to get into the quiz for our, uh, into the draw for our amazing books. They, them being simply put by Lauren Wade, as well as Letters from a Skeptic by Greg and Edward Boyd. You actually still have until 11.45 p.m. Helsinki time yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, shout out all the Finnish people who are listening. Do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, as well, too. Uh, we were just talking about, actually, we were just talking. Uh, Mikhail and I were just talking after the show there, and he was like, you know what? I want to do a radio, a Christian radio show or a Christian podcast in Finnish. Cause he's like, I really feel like English is not my first language. And I, I really like struggle, but I think he speaks English. Great. I told him, I was like, man, you're joining most people from that part of the world. I was about to say Scandinavians, but Finnish will tell you very strongly that they're not Scandinavian. They're like, yeah, they're Nordic. They're Nordic, but Nordic and Scandinavian people usually speak fantastic English. Yeah, no, it's, he's really, really good at English as well, too. But he's he's just said he feels more comfortable in Finnish. And I think it's a good idea, a Christian Finnish radio program. I wonder if we have any, I actually wonder if we have any listeners in Australia who actually speak Finnish. That'd be really, really cool. If you do, text us at 0491-064-669. Let us know, do you speak Finnish here in Australia? I got some text messages. Speaking if, of uh, if, if, I, if I spoke Finnish, I wouldn't be here. Because I'd be done. <laughs> Not finished. Finish. Finish. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Wow. Uh, Wayne texts in. He got the answer correct. I think. I hope he did. I think he did. I'm almost sure. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty positive he got the answer. The, the answer's in the in the chat, Blake. <laughs> Let's the have a double. In the, in the, just just answer double in the chat. Yeah. Okay. I'm just double checking. I'm double checking. 
No, Wayne, you did not get the answer correct. Oh, my. I am Ooh. sorry. Wayne, good try. Uh, no, not the answer, though. Man, I thought it was. Okay, you got me. That, that one, I did not suspect that name. That just came out of nowhere. Left field, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have... We have another, that really caught me off guard. I, I thought I had the right answer, but clearly I was wrong. And you baited that guy, too. He was like, yes, I'm going to Yeah, Wayne's like, yeah, I got this. And, oh, no, you don't. You actually don't. Sorry, Wayne. I do apologize for that. Uh, I, I'm, I wish you all the best, but that's not the right answer. Sky texts in, hello, just listening on my phone, the latest photo of the boys. Whoa, I can see Blake's definitely got a physical presence. <laughs> I'm wondering where you get your size 17 shoes. I wonder that too. I also wonder that. I literally, I literally have searched high and low here in Finland. I wanted to buy some ice skates because my daughter loves ice skating. She she practices uh, ice hockey at a really high level. She you know plays for the Newcastle North Stars, the, the little the kids program, the under 14. She's really really good at ice hockey. She's always like, Dad come ice skating with me. And I was like, I I'll try. And one time I tried and I squeezed my feet into these uh, size 14 ice skates and nearly, you know, what's the thing called when the Chinese bind up their feet? Literally Chinese foot binding. Yeah. So I was Chinese foot binding. I like nearly broke my toes to get them in there so I could skate for a little while. And then literally had bruises all over my feet for the next like two weeks from that experience. So I was like, I'm never going ice skating again. Surely, surely there's some big boppers who play ice hockey who have big feet. Well, that's what I thought. I go to the store, like it's an, it's an ice skating store here. I walked in, I said, hey, because in Europe, in European, they don't have, so it's a U.S. size 17, but yeah. in, in Europe, it's a 51.5. So the yeah. European shoe size is 51.5. I go in and ask them, and they just laughed at me. And... <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, oh, all right, like we make uh, ice skates that big. That's hilarious. And I was like, I'm I'm serious. And then I took my shoe off, showed them the inside of my shoe, and then they were like, oh no 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 no. And then I was just like, oh okay. So anyway, we got some more uh, text messages coming on uh, board here. We're we're running out of time. Always on a time cry, uh, crunch over here. Uh, we get another text here from Raphael. Financial support and scams. Mm. Unfortunately, they seem to go hand in hand. Personally, I still can't get over the time when we had the huge bushfires and floods in Australia and this person raised untold millions for the families, but it ended up going to government help services such as fire brigades and others. It even went to court to no avail and the money was specifically raised to help the people affected. The funds came from all over the world very sad story. And of course, ADRA is another story and the funds actually end up where it should. Mm. Okay. Another thing I wanted to say about ADRA, it's actually the Adventist Development and Relief Agency. Oh, so I, because uh, I, I thought it was the Adventist Disaster Relief Agency as well too, but Martina is correcting me. I looked it up. It's the Adventist Development and Relief Agency as well too. They do a lot of great work all around the world. Bruce and Liz, you texted in, guess what? You got the answer correct. You did get the answer correct. Great work. I uh, I love what what's going on over here. Got another text message coming in. Blake's story. Uh, Blake's story and the Hillsong Church. Another sad family story. Brian should have resigned. Ended. The Bible tells us that everything that is done in the dark will be brought to full light 
Let that be a warning to all, especially pastors. You will be judged first in the judgment. Ooh, powerful uh, words there as well, too. Another uh, text message here. Pastor on rooftop, Corey Brooks. Now, that's a good story. And God bless his efforts and suffering. Hopefully, he is wearing thermal underwear, a whole bunch of emojis, prayer hands, thumbs ups, hearts, and smiley faces for sure. I will say, as someone who has lived in a rooftop tent for quite some time, I would have hated it in O-Block in Chicago in the middle of winter. That would have been awful. Like literally, no, 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 no. Mm. Uh, you know, living in a rooftop tent for uh, a few a months on my own, just traveling around, enjoying the beautiful scenery that Australia has to offer, way easier to live in a tent in Australia than any other country, especially, especially over there. Raphael, you got the answer correct. Good work. Uh, another one, Wayne texts in, good morning, brothers. and team uh i had to look up the, this word gnarly or gnarly <laughs> i was under the impression it was awesome that skateboarders use when they do an outrageous trick but the true meaning is terrible or bad have it, a great it day it goes both awesome. ways it goes both ways it's it's a word that is is used to connotate something that is really just out there really extreme so you can do something extremely good. You're like, wow, that's gnarly. Or you can do something, something extremely bad can happen to be like, oh, that's gnarly. Both, yeah, definitely. And I've definitely used that word in a, in a way that like when someone like tries to do a trick on a skateboard and then they fall, I usually go, ooh, gnarly. That hurts, gnarly. you know, like gnarly fall. Well, we got some text messages here coming up about Finland and Christianity as well. This is a wild text message. I'm, I'm excited to hear it. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. The text says, the text reads, Finland and Christianity. Glad to hear that the only Christian school is in fact an Adventist school. Praise the Lord. But I don't understand what happened to all the other Christian schools. Question mark. Surely there must have been others. Another sign to tell us that Jesus is coming back very soon, that the secular society has a spirit of Antichrist, and if they win, which is at the present, uh, if they win, which is at present, there will be no peace in Finland. It will self-destruct as it's what the spirit of Antichrist does. For Finland, for Finland's sake, I pray your evangelism will be uh, nightly blessed by God. Hmm. It is an interesting thought process. I don't know what happened to other Christian schools? I mean, well, no, let's be clear. There are 11 Christian schools in Finland, only one high school. That's a Christian school in Finland. And that's the one in Turku or in whatever he, I can't even pronounce the play, but the one that's near Turku, uh, the other, the other town there as well too. So there are 11 other Christian schools, but they're only, I think they're only elementary or primary schools as uh, we say in Australia, primary school, but mm. They, the the high school, yeah, there there aren't any, and I think the current legislation, from what we have read, would indicate that you can't even open another one. It's impossible. Now, I don't think. Hopefully, hopefully, they don't shut this one down in Torku, but they can't open another one because of the way the current legislation is written. Mm. So, definitely an area in Finland where people need to hear the gospel of Jesus for sure. Even really the government as well too. Uh, Braden texts in, you will have, <laughs> you will just have to bolt some blades to some boots. 
<laughs> that's awesome. I think that's what I'll have to do. I have thought about, you know, what I could do to actually go ice skating with my daughter. I mean, I'm not a very good skater. She, she can do all sorts of like forward, backward stuff, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, no, it's, it's a trick, man. I, I wish I could go skating with her. Someday we will find some big ice skates from somewhere. There's got to be some big guys in Sweden or Finland or something like that. But we are going to now get into our 20 million movement Bible study. Lawson, are you ready for this? Dude, I'm, I'm born ready. I'm right here. I'm ready to go. I've been You're born ready. again ready. To do born again ready. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, someone who went through a born again experience. That's for sure. We're talking about the man, the myth, the legend. Job. He's not really a legend. <laughs> not Job, but Job. Okay, Job. Okay, all right. Good job. His name is <laughs> Can you read Job uh, chapter 1, verse 8 for us? Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? Okay, so God is essentially calling Job perfect and upright. Mm. So, so much so that no one else on the entire earth at that time could even equal him. Right. Mm. And so then this isn't like me just making this up. This is literally what God is saying. So God is saying this about Job. Mm. Do you think that he was a pretty good guy? Same. So. Okay. That's true. Pretty legit. uh, If God said so, then. Yeah. If God says so, it, it would stand to reason that Job is actually a really, really upstanding guy. Mm-hmm. It would stand to reason he's an upstanding guy. Mm-hmm. But then Job literally faces catastrophe after catastrophe, like issues after issue, like trauma. It, it, it just, you know that, that saying, when it rains, it pours? Like, yeah. that's Job's life. When it rains, it pours. This is Job's life to the max. And God has to repeat what he first said about Job, uh, even after all these things that happen, that there's no one else on earth like him, perfect and upright and so forth. Um, but then something else happens here. And so I'm just going to ask to read Job chapter 2, verse 3. Job 2, verse 3, where the Bible reads, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Uh, And still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. Okay, so this is talking about the the strange conversation between Satan and God, right? So Satan is like, hey, all these people belong to me. And God's like, mm, have you considered my servant Job, who is perfect mm. enough? He's the best guy that I got down there. And even after all this bad stuff happens, all the terrible stuff that takes place, his character that is in question by everyone else, even his loving wife. Re- get this. L- read what she says in Job chapter 2, verse 9. This is oh, awesome. I love this. No. Then his awesome. wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Hmm. Yikes. 
difficult situation. And what would you do? What would you do if someone said that to you, man? Um, and what if it was your girlfriend or your wife? Yeah, that, that I think that's where it hits hard the most. I mean, this person who is the mother of his children who have just passed away and are seeing you in this absolutely desolate and desperate state. The your quote unquote ride or die, the person who's supposed to be with you until the end, uh, and has made that promise, then they just say, Curse God and die. Like it would it it hurts just I think from the perspective like if I was walking down the street and someone walked up to me and said, Curse God and die, it's like, I don't know, whatever. But you lose everything and then the one who is supposed to be there for you then they're the person putting the knife in. It's like so sad when that happens because mm. this is the person that Job has literally made himself the most vulnerable to. He's shared all of his doubts, all of his concerns, all of his weak points. He has been open to his wife in a way that he is open to no one else. And then she literally betrays him and says, just, just die. Just curse God and die. Not, not just die, but curse God and die so that you will not see the resurrection. That is some hardcore bitterness. This is a kind of pain that I really think only a woman spurned can actually, uh, give because she blames the death of her 10 children solely upon Job's shoulders. And it's not, and Job didn't do anything. Literally, he did nothing to deserve what happened. And yet his whole family dies, except mm. for his wife, because then they're bitter and tells him to curse God and die, which is awful. Mm. But let's, let's read what happens in Job 29, verse 12 to 16. Can you read that for us? Yeah, absolutely. In Job 29 and 12, the Bible says, Because I delivered the poor who cried out, the fatherless and the one who had no helper, the blessing of a perishing man came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind, and I was feet to the lame. I was a father to the poor, and I searched out the case that I did not know. So, essentially, Job didn't just wait for beggars to come to him uh, and to you know, ask for a handout, but instead Job proactively goes out and he seeks to help the needy. Mm-hmm. He goes to the places that people are suffering the most, and then he acts on that and, and gives to them and helps them out. This is the kind of character that Job actually has. He's a proactive follower of God saying, I'm going to make a difference in the lives of those who are suffering. Mm. I, I think it's interesting where it says, like, the blessing of a perishing man came upon me. Essentially, Job, he's in this very difficult place, this very difficult state where he has lost everything. Uh, and previous to him losing everything, he has been a supporter of those who have lost everything. And I believe what gets him through is his understanding that there is support to come. There is a way out. And he knows that his charitable deeds have not come from his own compulsion to do good, but rather the compulsion that God has put in him, you know, the leading of God, the character of God that 
has been manifested within Job. And so he's like, oh, I've been blessed by God to support others. I am in need. Therefore, God will find a way to bless and support me no matter what I'm going through. Even though it's so difficult, even though it's so awful, uh, God has his heart set towards me, his mind set towards me, he thinks of me. And yeah, it'll sort me out. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. The Breakfast Show, live with Lawson, with Blake, and with Shell, who's producing behind the scenes, making it all happen. Thank you so much, Shell. Uh, I just want to say, this is the final clue mm-hmm. for the quiz for the week. Mm. Lawson, ready? I'm ready. We've actually, we've been having some, some argument uh, during, the, during the break. Heated discussion. Because for me, I'm like, wow, this, this, I was, I was like tossing up like, oh, should I do this one? It's pretty easy. But then Blake was saying it's difficult. What do you, what do you mean, bro? Well, maybe not all of us are biblical scholars to the level that you are. (laughs) Well, hey, let's have our final clue for the quiz. Hopefully you can get it at this point. It says an angel appeared to me and told me to send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon. If you know who I'm talking about, 0491-064-669. We know this guy. He's a soldier in the Italian regiment. Uh, so he's very, very Roman. And he's living in Caesarea. And he is told to get Simon to preach the gospel to him. So 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. This is your final opportunity during the break. Shell was telling us excitedly, she's like, I'm getting the real the wheel ready. So guys, get in. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You gotta be in it to win it. And you gotta send in a text to actually Absolutely. get in the draw. And you don't want to miss out on this draw because it's going to be very, very good. I'm I'm uh, excited to see who actually wins. I'm excited to just like feel the the power of the wheel spinning wildly. That's what I really want. I want to just feel the wind whipping through my hair, even though I don't have any hair on the top of my head. But, uh, you know, some uh, maybe the, the wind in my beard. That's what I want to feel. I want to feel the wind in my beard from this wheel that's just going to go wild. Now, we've been talking about Job, talking about his really terrible wife, which I feel, I just feel for him. Like, that's a tough, tough gig, my man. Tough gig that you got a wife who's just saying, curse God and die. Just get it done with. I'm, I'm done with you. I don't want anything to do with you. I feel bad for Job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Job 29, verse 16, it says that he searched out the case that I did not know. So Job's character is this kind of guy who, even though his wife has given up on him, his friends gave up on him, uh, Satan's accusing him. God sees that he has this perfect, upright character. And a part of that is because he has the kind of spirit, that he's the kind of guy who goes and searches for people that he can go and help. He doesn't just kick back, you know, sit his feet up on the desk, wait for him as he leans back saying, all right, poor, come to Papa. No, mm-hmm. no. He goes out into the streets and he finds these people. Now there's this beautiful uh, quote I want to read here from a book called Testimonies for the Church. This is from page 155. Very, very uh, insightful on Job's life. Do not wait for them, the poor, to call your attention to their needs. Act as did Job. The thing that he knew not, he searched out. 
go on an inspecting tour and learn what is needed and how it can be best supplied. So don't just kick back and relax and wait for the poor to come to you. Go and find out what's actually happening in your community, in your neighborhood, maybe in your state that you're living in or in the country that you are or in the world around you. What can you do to make a difference? Now, this is the kind of level of money management and stewardship uh, of God's resources uh, that is way beyond the practice of many of uh, God's children today. The followers that we have here in our church are not doing that as well, too. And, and I, I got to say, like, I have been guilty of this as well, too. This is not me pointing the finger at other people, but I'm getting rebuked by this story, realizing maybe I'm not going out and searching for what I can do to make a better impact on the world. You know, maybe I'm not doing my Christian duty. Maybe I'm not living up to the potential that God has created me to, to, to live up to. And I'm, I'm kind of feeling, I'm actually feeling it right now. Like as I'm thinking about this story, feeling bad for Job, feeling bad for his friends betraying him, his wife betraying him, his, his whole life kind of just falling apart him losing his kids, his, you know, everything is just going against him. And yet he's the kind of guy who still goes out and says, well, I'm just going to go out and see what I can do to make the world a better place. Like that's powerful, man. That is, that's a rebuke in and of itself. Isaiah chapter 58, verse six to eight. Can you read that for us, Lawson? Yeah, for sure. The Bible says, as I find the passage, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him and, and not hide yourselves from your own flesh, then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear God. I don't know why, but the imagery that comes to my mind is a soccer game right now. Mm-hmm. And I can just imagine a guy streaking down the field, and the the uh, security guards are chasing after him with a coat to just cover up his Interesting thing to imagine. <laughs> well, <laughs> Like it says, go out and cover the nakedness of those people. And I'm just thinking, when are people just randomly naked? Well, maybe that one time in, when they're on the soccer field just running around. But that's not the only time as well, too. There are times that people have a lack of clothing, a lack of shelter, a lack of sustenance and food. We were here in Finland, and uh, we went to the Helsinki International uh, Church uh, just a few days ago, and there was maybe about like 10 people uh, helping out, making some soup, um, preparing some bread, preparing some, I think even toothbrushes and toothpaste as well too, creating these little care bags and giving them out to people uh, who are on the street. You know, the, mm-hmm. the street, you would think that in Finland, at least I would, this government funded state that's like essentially 50% taxes and everyone is supposed to be taken care of that no one would need to go out and do this. But man, there was a lot of people on that street. It was lined mm-hmm. up. The snow was piled high, but wow. the people were piled even higher. And I was just thinking like, where would these people go and get food if it wasn't for this church providing this, this service every single week? And it builds up the, 
the amount of people who know about it and they tell other people who know about it as well too. And I just thought this is the work that the church needs to be doing is going out and finding ways to mm. serve its community and to help others as well too. Mm-mm-mm. Lawson, I'm just wondering like, what are you thinking when you're seeing this story of Job? What are you feeling about going out and searching for people who are hungry? I know at Newcastle Uni Church, you're actually really good at getting people to come to the care groups. Uh, do you use food as like bait? Absolutely. It, it, is, it, is, by, it, it is by far the, the, one of the biggest attracting things. But it's, it's ultimately, despite his lack, Job decided to serve the needs of others, and we are called to do the same. It's, it's simply, it's simply that because there will never be a point if you're looking for well, oh, if if I'm okay, then I can be a blessing to others. You will never reach that point. You will, you will never be in a position where you are without need. But if you throw you, if you throw your cares upon Christ, then He will enable you then to support others. So. When I see Job and I see how much he lost, yet how much he still gives, I'm like, this guy, this guy is legit. Like, he's really putting his care on Christ. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM, positively different. The Breakfast Show. We're coming to the end of the week. We've got some winner. We have a winner that we need to. Uh, Draw. Be known to the world. We've got to draw this winner out uh, with the, the wheel. But i got to read some text messages first, okay? Are we doing the wheel first? I don't know. Shall give me the hand let's do, the, let's do the wheel first. Let's do, do the, the wheel, wheel first, first, and then we'll read text messages. We're right. going to do the wheel. Okay, here. I'm ready. Okay, it's spinning. It's, it's flying. It's getting slower and slower and clicking through. It's really... Uh, it's, Oh, congratulations. We have a winner for this week. Shout out, Raphael, for winning the prize. Now, unfortunately, Raphael, we can't call you. We've got a bit of a system malfunction, a system problem. But we want you to know that you are the winner. And uh, congratulations for winning our amazing prizes, simply put by Lauren Wade, as well as the amazing book, Letters to a Skeptic. Ooh. Very, very cool, Raphael. Uh, we are, the reason that we can't call as well, too, is because we have so many different technological things that are connected to each other. And so it just makes it really, really difficult without all the right equipment. So if you want to support Faith FM to improve more equipment and to get a little bit of extra equipment so that we can actually take those phone calls while we're on uh, calls from Finland and from Australia all at the same time. Go ahead and um, put some uh, put some money in the in the plate and send it on through to the Faith FM Breakfast Show because uh, we want to get that uh, available to you. Because there's other mission trips that I know Lawson's going to have to go on soon for sure. Oh yeah, I'm going on a hectic. I've, I've just planned a really hectic mission trip to Japan. Really? Yeah, in next January. Um, it's a mission trip to the snowy mountains of Japan. I'm taking okay, you better be bringing your gear with you because I want to hear all about that. Okay? Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I, it's uh, it's well. Currently, it was it was first planned as a vacation, like a holiday, but could become 
it could become a mission trip. You know, it's 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 in that realm. So um, yeah. I, I might have been joking a little bit when I said there was a mission trip to Japan. But actually, our church earnestly wants to do a mission trip to Japan because we have uh, mul- multiple Japanese Christians who attend our church. Absolutely. That'd they, be a cool mission. Honestly, be that'd be awesome. a super I wanna, cool I want to go over there. I want to find opportunity at least. So basically my rule, every time I go on holiday, I'm going to find somewhere to preach. Like, okay. I at least got to do the work of sharing the gospel. So I'm hoping well, that... Speaking about doing the work, I've got a whole bunch of text messages I've got to read. Oh, before you get into your text messages, I've got a whole lot of answers to the quiz that I need to tell people. Okay, go. Which is, real quick, the answer to this quiz, it was Cornelius, and I said it was similar to a university in the United States, a famous one, Cornell. Oh, that's what threw me off. That's not similar. Those are different things. They're totally similar. No. Totally similar. Cornell, and I would never think Cornelius. It's not even pronounced the same way. (laughs) The only thing that's the same is it's the corn. Yeah, that's right. The corn. That that's 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 what it was for me. Now, what were text messages? You had some text messages to read. Yeah, I do. Okay, so the answer was Cornelius. But here, uh, George texts in the reaction of Job's wife. This demonstrates how people have very different personal relationships with their Creator God, and the recognition by an individual of the Spirit of the Father and His sovereignty. <sighs> yeah, very true. George also says, "Good morning, team. Good morning to you as well, too. Insightful stuff. Thanks, George, for sharing." Got another text message here from Suzanne. The idea to search out people who need help was challenging to me. Sometimes I think there aren't really poor people compared to other countries in Australia. But there are so many who are really lonely or who make poor choices in life. Perhaps these are the poor we search for. I guarantee you there's poor people in Australia. I guarantee that's that's a real thing. They may not be as visible as maybe in other countries, but there are poor people who are struggling in Australia who need your love. We got another text message here. If we recognize the above and follow the calling continually, we would be walking with God as did Enoch and others. Sounds simple, right? (laughs) It Mm -hmm. does sound simple. Not always as simple as it sounds. Another text message. I'm sure that Job's wife's statement was set out of despair at the loss of her 10 children and everything else. I, I agree with that too. Like his wife had just she had just lost it, basically. Lost everything and just was in complete despair. But it does show her relationship with God is not what it should have been. But remember, at the end of the story, Job is double blessed by God, including another 10 children by the same wife who hurts God. Wow. wow. That's amazing grace, for sure. Uh, Sky texts in. <laughs> Sky, I don't know I, I, if I should read this or not, but I'm going to. Go for uh, it. Just, she says, just putting it out there. Uh, the Friday giveaway, one child to uh, free to a home, usually well behaved for others, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, Sky's <laughs> one guy's kid text in, you might be able to get that. Dude, I totally, when she says well behaved for others, growing up, man, I, my friend's parents loved me. I'd be at their place, sleeping over, doing the dishes, helping the cooking, like everything. Then I would go home and just be a menace. Like I, I know exactly what she means. Well behaved for others. Oh, I think it's just the kid condition, you know. It sounds like it. Sherry says hi. I missed the answer. Please let me know. It's Cornelius, Sherry. Cornelius is the answer. Raphael texts. That's great. Thanks. Last year I was reading from twenty-two books. 
every morning. Ooh. I'm down to six at present. So thanks again. So, oh, Raphael texts in because he just won. Of course. That's perfect, Raphael. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 22 books every morning. My man, how do you get time for the breakfast show? That's wild. I'm, a, I'm not even he's, angry. He's I'm the impressed. only male who's ever multitasked. <laughs> History has been made. That's right. <laughs> uh, you like that joke? You like that joke, Blake? Do you think that was funny? He's right now. Sky Tech said, Steve Lawson is that exactly. <laughs> Talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Show. We'll see you on Monday. God be with you till we meet again. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.